while I was watching it, I was, you know, blown away by it immediately. And so I text a couple people in my family, like, please watch this. And my dad, my mom and my dad were amongst um, those people. And so my mom ended up texting me like, I don't know, three hours later. And she said, dad just finished the game changers and decided to move toward plant base. It will be a transition as we deplete our freezer. Wow. And I called him immediately and I was like, what was it? Like, what, what, what triggered you? And he was like, the Titans, the, ten- <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. They like, did. This year they went all the way. This all the way. Year. And, I, yeah. and I, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Not, not, all not the quite way. all the way, but farther than they had yeah. gone in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband said to me, he's like, so that's why they were so, they were so dominant this year. And I don't follow the Tennessee Titans, so I didn't know anything about that. And so when I called my dad, I was hoping that he would say that because he's a football fan. So it's like that I, I wanted him to relate, you know, to the fact that a team, you know, of a, in a sport that he loves, you know, is, care, is, is, is changing the way that they feed themselves and it's affecting the game. Like the game that he loves. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Jindai Jackson, owner of Jindai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you may have heard episode 50, where we had a conversation with two twins you should know, Lucas and Samuel from VCoco. And in that episode was the first time that I had been exposed to the documentary Game Changers. And so as a team, we decided that it was something that we should watch and then review and talk about um, with you. So we'll start off with Jindai giving us a description of this documentary Game Changers. So yeah, I'll read this straight from imdb.com. So it says, a UFC fighter's world is turned upside down when he discovers an elite group of world-renowned athletes and scientists who proved that everything he had been taught about protein was a lie. The Game Changers follows the story of James Wilkes, elite special forces trainer and winner of The Ultimate Fighter, as he travels the world on a quest for the truth about meat, protein, and strength, showcasing elite athletes, special op soldiers, and visionary scientists. Wilkes' journey exposes outdated myths about food that not only affect human performance, but the health of the entire global population. Thank you. I think that's a pretty good description of the, the movie. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, what I like about it, just out the gate, and what we talked about with Lewis, Lucas and Samuel was um, a lot of times men think that going vegan or plant-based is, you know, sissies or sissies to use a colloquial term um, and that you don't really put on, you know, muscle and you're kind of, you know, maybe lean, but not like, manly, muscular. Um, also, you might be weak. Um, and the idea that you need uh, animal-based protein in order to put on muscle, which is a complete fallacy based on propaganda in the same way that milk does a body good, air quote, that we were sold in the 80s. Not true. And what I love about the movie is that it specifically comes from the perspective of athletes who eat plants and they 
slay the game. Um, there's my personal one, and there's the woman. The I can't remember her name, but she's um, the cyclist. No, the track star, Morgan Mitchell. Thank you. I was like, yes, boss, give me those calves. That's what I'm talking about. I got real, <laughs> real PG County when I saw that. Like, oh, put me on, coach. I'm ready to go. Tell me what. Just give me her diet. I'm all in. Yeah, she's pretty dynamic. And when I've when I talk with men, other men in our circle who have, you know, an extended circle, and they just like, oh, I watch Game Changers. I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that all we needed to change that propaganda? To change that dynamic is for you to realize mm-hmm. that hey, it is possible mm-hmm. without killing an animal. Let's go. It's funny the things that people hold on to, right? Because I I feel like men have such a hard time with it because they do feel like, well, I don't want to be small, and I and women on the other hand don't like to lift weights because they feel like I don't want to be bulky and I don't want like this and that and it's like not neither one of those things are true, but. Sometimes I think a lot of times, especially like in the fitness industry, you don't see like you don't see where it's not true. You're like, I hear what you said, but every woman I see that lives weights looks bulky, you know, and every guy I see that's vegan does yoga, you know. And so (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, and so that's people's perceptions. So those things are kind of hard to, to debunk. So I'm happy that this kind of documentary came out so that people could see the other side and hear from people who are like actually doing it. Um, and see the other side of it because we're just we're not we're not told that i think the propaganda absolutely had to change for it to really impact the men in our lives and the men around us i um while while i was watching it i was you know blown away by it immediately and so i text a couple people in my family like please watch this and my dad my mom and my dad were amongst um those people and so my mom ended up texting me like i don't know three hours later and she said, dad just finished the game changers and decided to move toward plant base. It will be a transition as we deplete our freezer. Wow. And I called him immediately and I was like, what was it? Like, what, what, what triggered you? And he was like, the Titans, the, ten- <laughs> the Tennessee Titans. They like, did. This year they went all the way. This all the way. Year. And, I, no. and I, I didn't know anything well, about that. Yeah. Not quite all the way, but farther than they had gone in a really long time. Yeah. 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 So my husband said to me, he's like, so that's why they were they were so dominant this year. And I I don't follow the Tennessee Titans, so I didn't know anything about that. And so when I called my dad, I was hoping that he would say that because he's a football fan. So it's like that I, I wanted him to relate, you know, to the fact that a team, you know, of a in a sport that he loves you know, is caring is 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 changing the way that they feed themselves, and it's affecting the game, like the game that he loves. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I think that was really impactful because at the time when the Game Changers documentary came out, was also like it coincided with the season, right? Kind of, and so like mm. to watch in real time to see, okay, these players have changed their diet, and now to see how they're going into this season and how they did like really, really well, like one of the best seasons that they've done. And I'm not even a football person; I just know this from like watching the news. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, the Titans are like killing it. This is like their best season. And I had just watched um, Game Changers, and I was like, I heard that name, the Titans, like yeah. before. And so, so for people to have that connection of like, yeah, oh, in real time, like look at that i think that was really impactful for people yeah i'm relieved that it worked out for them because if it didn't (laughs) (laughs) you're like i'm back to square (laughs) what well no because i mean tom brady who is arguably one of the greatest football players of all time has been eating beyond a plant-based diet really specific in what he eats and his whole attitude around it is about that he shortchanges 
how long it takes his body to recover, mm-hmm. right? And so he's looking to, how do I get that cycle shorter and shorter and shorter? And understanding the impact of meat and inflammation and then his body's ability to recover after a really grueling sport is how he, I think, has been able to limit his injuries over you know the course of his NFL career and be successful for the last, I think it's... 15, almost 20 years in the league. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. And he's now, you know, in his 40s, mm-hmm. still competing at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the libido factor? Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I say libido, but sure. Okay. Libido, libido, tomato, tomato, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sex drive. Okay. And maybe not the sex drive because they and they interviewed I think the three athletes mm-hmm. and they had them eat plant-based and then go to sleep and then measured... Um, while they slept, how I think it was both the the, the hardness, right, rigidity, and how long duration, yes, yeah, right. And when they ate plant based, both rigidity and duration were markedly elevated. Now, most men pride themselves on the fact that, like you know, I'm a man, so this is what I do. This is their sex drive and their sex sexual ability is very high on their manhood meter and i'm like if plants are right. gonna do it for you <laughs> then, then let's, let's get it done it. i mean because the idea is that is is counterintuitive it's been taught that meat you're, you're, done, you're a yeah. meat and potatoes kind of guy that makes you know puts meat on the bone to make you strong it's actually the opposite is true yeah we even see that in the um the ufc fight between conor mcgregor and it's funny as I can't think of the other guy's name. The other guy who took him 11 days. He accepted the fight 11 days before the fight and just right. dominated that right. dude. Yeah. And so after losing to a four to one underdog, Conor McGregor said it was simply a battle of energy in there. And he got the better of that. And he had talked about how he had amped up his intake of steak in preparation for the fight. And the other and he was teasing the other guy yeah. about the fact that he only ate plants. And he said so he had two, st- two steaks Prior to a day, two prior to, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. And and yet, no wonder he was tired. His body was (laughs) tired tired. trying to process that meat and he couldn't perform. And I think that's probably similar to in the bedroom, right? Stamina. People don't, they don't necessarily think about it that way, but I'm sure there is some impact on, I mean, you know, um, the male muscle and its ability to perform is impacted by diet. So that's two major ways. Men are impacted. I mean, like men, we're speaking to you if you're listening and women. Hey, if you have a man, brothers, sisters, fathers, I mean, obviously you're not worried about their sex drive, hopefully, but I mean, <laughs> maybe you are. But I don't their know. Overall health. Yeah. Right. And if it speaks to their overall health, like the sex drive is a reflection of the overall health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can take some drugs or whatever, but why not just eat more plants? God knows that's <laughs> talk about all natural. Let's let's do it. Um, I, I, two places, the stamina, and, and maybe that's, they're both the same, the stamina and the energy um, that you have when you eat plants shows up in sports mm-hmm. um, and shows up in, in the bedroom. So in the documentary, they interviewed this uh, doctor who had worked with both the St. Louis Rams, which is an NFL team, and the St. Louis Cardinals, which is a major league baseball team. And both of those teams, during his time working with him, had won the ultimate championship in those sports. So the World Series and the Super Bowl. And he talked a lot about um, kind of the myths around and meat. And I thought about how different those two sports are. So baseball has 162 game season. I'm, I'm looking like anybody in the room would know. You know, you yeah. can't ask. <laughs> 162 game season. It's a lot of games. Yeah. Right. So it's one of the longest sports in terms of endurance. Right. And so not just 
you know, the regular season, but then they play uh, three. Uh, it used to be a best of three, best of five, best of seven. But now I think it's all like best of five and then two best of seven series to get to the World Series. And then in the NFL, you're talking about a sport that only has, you know, 16 regular season games, but very um, requires a great deal of endurance in terms of, I mean, in power associated with moving some moving a 300 to 400 pound man off of the line to either, you know, be able to advance the ball or prevent him from getting to your quarterback. Right. And so both of those sports, I think, require a great deal of endurance and power to be able to um, perform at, you know, at a high level. And yet he found that in both of these instances, helping athletes change the way they thought about food and the way that they fueled themselves really did have an impact on their performance. And I thought like that's so telling for um, how diet can impact how our body just operates on a daily basis. I was going to say one of the things that I thought was interesting, too, it, uh, you're talking about uh, like performance. People always associate meat with like this high protein and protein being like good per- for performance, which it is. It doesn't have to come from an animal source. But people don't talk about the other things like they talked about in the, the documentary when you have when you're eating meat and you have uh, inflammation and your muscles are not healing and all of that is going to impact your performance. So while you're thinking very short term of like, I'm going to have this like animal based protein that's going to like make me powerful. It's also doing some very negative things in the body that like is like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And so, yeah, you're not getting uh, what you want from the meat. And that's like where the plants make the difference is that you can still get what you need without all of that negative impact. And then you can really perform optimally because not only do you have have the power of plant protein but you also your muscles are not inflamed your joints don't hurt you're sleeping better um and so then you can really you know do what you need to do and so the funny part is that you know for a- athletes you know think about what they eat and they have all of these like different diets that they prescribe to because they have like a very specific goal of like winning the game and winning the season but like the average person we don't really have a reason why we're eating you know 16 steaks like which who is running on the field like on a daily or weekly basis and so like even the the diets for athletes usually don't even stick for for regular people anyway so uh that's always interesting to me that people are like i need all this stuff so i could be powerful but it's like no not mm-hmm. really and I think that's, that's where the dialogue needs to change. Yeah. Our expectations of ourselves, our expectations of our diets, our expectations of our body, that we need to give it all this this animal-based protein. In fact, we don't need a lot of protein unless you're an athlete and you need to be very rigorous. Generally speaking, your body will tell you because you're going to crave protein. And that can be a barometer as a starting point, at least. Um, you're going to crave protein. You're going to crave something that your body's like, hey, I need this. And you can just listen to that. Y'all know I'm high priestess to listen to your body. And it's like, I feel like people don't really tap into that because we're, we're just, protein has become this almighty ingredient that you must make sure you're never deficient in. And in fact, you're never deficient. In. You're never really. And if you're <laughs> eating plants, if you're eating enough plants, you're getting plenty. And if you're not, your body will tell you, generally speaking. I thought it was interesting, the, the Olymp- uh, not the Olympic, but the power lifter that they interviewed. I, I didn't make note of his name, but... Um, he said, someone asked him, how can you get as big as an ox eating like that? And he said, have you ever seen an ox eat meat? And so the idea is, you know, we look at all of these powerful animals. And so someone else talked about gorillas, rhinos and elephants. Like these are very powerful animals that we um, really respect for their ability to be powerful. And yet 
None of them eat meat. And so why do we think that we should be different in our ability to access um, the same kind of power as a human? And I think it was, uh, I love that you brought that up, actually, because I forgot I forgot about that guy, that he is huge. Yeah, he scares he doesn't me. Even, he doesn't really he even look all that healthy. He doesn't yeah. look all that healthy. And I'm trying to figure out how much does he eat in order to sustain that kind of weight? I mean, what did he lift? Like a, a car? 1,224 pounds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, he was, did lift a car. Yeah. But he was he was trying to break the world record of the heaviest weight carried by a human, which was 1,224 pounds. And he, he crushed it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but it, it's so interesting to me because I'm just like, you got that. I, even I was just like, you got that swole from plants? Mm-hmm. Dude, but, no, I think I think his body. I was thinking about body types and like what his his genetic code looks like, and maybe his his cult is already going to be a big guy, yeah. and so he's just fueling what's already there with yeah. the plants. Because then I, I looked at him and I compared him to the other guy who was um, like a Caucasian or European guy who was ripped, like completely ripped, good looking guy too, um, who completely you know has been selling this plant-based diet um for people who want to shred and build and bulk and rip their their muscles and i was looking at the difference like one's lean and one's muscular but he's still kind of huge like does plant-based determine your body like you know i was thinking about that and trying to figure out if it's something more or, or, or what? I don't know. I think it's probably all of it. It's like, the, I think the, it's all of it. I mean, we talked with Rebecca Clemens, who is the health, health coach we've been working with and talking to. She's super lean. She's also bodybuilding. She's an athletic woman. She's bodybuilding. If you look at her, she's very muscular, but she's also really lean. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of depends on all of it, what you're eating, your genetic predisposition, also how much you're lifting. I think at some point she said when she's training, she's, she's working out like twice a day. No way I want to do that. Also monitoring her protein, her plant-based protein very carefully when she's, you know, preparing. And so it's all that stuff, I think, that makes a difference, which the average person, to Lisa's point, doesn't really need that much uh, probably rigor around their diet and, and exercise and all that. But at the same time, it, it, it does tell a very compelling counter story to what we've been sold. In terms of like, uh, even in the fitness industry, there are real uh, calculations for that. If you are trying to lean out, if you are trying to bulk up, that's why people are always counting their macros and that yes, sort of things. It's yeah. like, so, you know, if you're trying to be lean, then you want like protein and veggies and less carbs and so if you're eating more carbs and you're going to get more you know so people can control how they look with what they eat some of it is also genetics but it depends on how like detailed you want to get into that because I, I you know follow a lot of fitness people and I even learned in my fitness course like if you're looking to lean out then this is kind of the things that you want to be eating, timing of eating and all of that, which is why athletes are so strategic about all of those things because they have like very specific goals that they're trying to get to. And some people don't have those goals. Average people don't have those goals. I was thinking in terms of like that guy who's really big. I don't know if he really monitors what he's eating and how he's yeah. eating as much as he's just like, I'm just eating plants. Yeah. But I don't, he doesn't strike me from what I saw in the documentary. I don't, he is not a counter macros. Guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think in a part of the documentary, he literally sat at the table with like four different yeah. plates of food and was like, yeah. sometimes I eat this, sometimes I eat it all together. And yeah. like, he was just, you know, just going for it. Getting in there. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of thought to. Yeah. And at his size, he can eat whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those people who's just like, I'm going to eat it all if I feel up to I it. I'm, it. 
and I'm because I, I know I'm going to use it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting when they talked to the firefighters um, and the effort to. Yeah, I've seen some of the products geared towards kind of the, you know, engine Two. I think it's the name of the brand. But the 67 percent of firefighters who die in the line of duty are uh, victims of heart attacks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, that's crazy mm-hmm. uh, that not like they were injured in the fire or they, inhalation. Inhalation. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they but heart attacks which is and and the guy said like this is preventable by because of nutrition um and so seeing some of those firefighters like within seven days see a reduction in their cholesterol and their blood pressure and their uh, blood sugar levels and all of the markers that would indicate like they're leaning towards a healthy or unhealthy lifestyle um i just thought that was Really, pretty profound that in just a few days your body starts to respond to eating plants. Yeah. It's, it's like seven days, right? Was it yeah, seven, seven days. Seven? Seven, yeah. It speaks Crazy. to the power of your body's yeah. ability to resi- to rebound. Like, yes, now that you stop piling on the stuff that I have to now counteract, extract what I need from, and then counteract the negative stuff that comes with it. I mean, I could just that's what I love about a juice cleanse. It's like it's all, it all out, yeah. pure nutrient. And your body can just function just without having to do so much work to combat also what's going in there. And I, I quickly, my mom recently, sorry, mom, I'm calling you out here. Um, recently, <laughs> she, she, likes it. she had a health, health condition and she's like, the doctor put me on steroids and whatever. Oh. And I was just like, wait, mom, I called her for something else. And I was just like, wait, mom, stop. What, what do you mean? A steroid? Does she even know what's causing the condition? And she's like, no, but she just feels like, you know, this will help and blah, blah, blah. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to need you to get on a juice cleanse. I'm going to need you to stop that steroid right now. This one, I get real bossy. I do get bossy. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to come off that steroid and get on this juice cleanse. And let's at least find out if it's food. If it's something environmental, something new in your space. Cool. But let's at least find out if it's food first. She got on the juice cleanse. Two days. Condition went away. She's like, oh, it's eggs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was that simple. Without drugs, without steroids, without like... In- your body knows what it wants to do. These like you just doctors. Gotta, yeah. These quacks. They don't. I just, I <laughs> and you know, the, the crazy part about the doctors is they don't really care to know. They don't. They want to push the medicine on you. It's they an get industry. a kickback. It's, it's, They're going to go on it's vacation. It's about money. It's, yeah. They don't, they don't really. Yeah. yeah. That's the unfortunate part. The part that's interesting to me, though, about your body kicking back in seven days, like when people always talk about like, you know, plant based and I could never do that. Or I always tell them the proof is in how you feel. Try it for seven days of your life and see how you feel. I guarantee you, you will leave that experience feeling like not even if you're not going to be vegan or whatever, like Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to eat some more plants because the proof is like in how you feel. I always sleep better. Um, And it's amazing to me that like seven days like and that's really how you you think about your body is like constantly restoring itself, always kicking out toxins, always processing. You're eating every day. So your body is constantly like going through the cycles. And so in seven days, you can effectively kind of clear out everything from before and start fresh. Seven days is all it takes to like have a clean start. And there was something about that in What the Health, too, when we reviewed yeah. some episodes mm-hmm. ago. It was like people with health conditions on all these medications and by simply switching the diet alone started to reverse the effects of some of these medications and conditions. And I just I, 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 I love what you days. said, Lila, because um, the body's it's energy that really should be the best barometer for how healthy we are. It's not how we look. And that's what I liked about the documentary. Uh, like it was very data driven around 
is blood getting to your muscles? Are their muscles able to prepare themselves? And so the idea of, I mean, we're looking at athletes, but in reality, every human wants their muscles to function at a moment's notice when they're needed and them not to be sore and then be able to recover quickly uh, for the next thing that they need in life. And so the things that you talked about, Lisa, sleeping better, faster recovery, less soreness. And, and if you think about inflammation and arthritis and all of the things that play into that and simply making a shift in what we eat to help us be able to do all of the things that we want to do in life, it's it's pretty amazing. I liked the thing with the the three football players, NFL players who ate a burrito one day and then they had their blood test right after. And then the next day they ate a different burrito and then had a blood test. The color of their urine. Mm. Uh, The blood, blood. how their blood separated. Yeah. And so what I thought was interesting about that um, was that for the athlete, athlete who was already vegan. And so he had a plant-based burrito both days. He was surprised even that the avocado, the fat in the avocado didn't impact his blood Hardly at all. I noticed that. I yeah, was, he was like, oh, why so he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there a, a, a thought that it would? I mean, is that something that's out there that people think avocado is not well, healthy think, or not good for you? Like, why was he so surprised? I think it's just the idea that fat is bad. Like all even, fat. Yeah, the even, even healthy fats, you know, won't, won't help you or will contribute to something negative in your body. So. Yeah. I'm guessing that that's where he was yeah, coming from. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, I don't know why that's a comment. Like, avocado is known to be... But, but I think they Healthy. were testing how much yeah. fat is gets into in makes blood, it into yeah. your blood and how it shows up that representation it, and so the idea that not all fat is created equal um, and it's kind of a no brainer I guess but it was good to see that comparison and to your point about the data like give me the cold hard facts like not just like how I feel because sometimes people don't want to trust that like yeah I feel good but I mean I don't know if that actually worked maybe I'm just or if that's yeah. the result yeah. right or if that's and, the cause of why I feel this way exactly and it, and if you're sleeping better. Right. You get on plants and you start sleeping better. You're going to start feeling better. And people sleep, uh, not being able to sleep optimally is also a, a major indication of what's happening with us in our biology. Because it's important that we be able to sleep. And when you do, you you have more energy. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you're going to have less energy. That's just really all these hallmarks. I, I just I guess what I want to call out is these are biological indicators of what's happening beyond what we look like. And sometimes we focus on, do I, am I lean enough? Am I, is my bum this and my that? And for guys, like, am I have enough muscle? But that's not actually the best barometer. It's the energy. It's how you feel. It's how well you're sleeping. All these things, they're biological indicators that are right there all the time. And we just have not been trained to tune into it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they said a single hamburger, a single meal of hamburger will increase your inflammation 70%. Yeah, And so I, I also think that sometimes we get caught. I mean, I do. I did it yesterday, in fact, like, oh, one time's not going to kill me. Right. <laughs> and so I make some bad choices and <laughs> it's just one meal. Yesterday yeah. it almost did, too, by the way. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but the idea is, you know, like, yes, one meal does have a pretty significant impact on how you feel. And, and so every single choice, every single day, every single meal will will take you in one direction or the other. And the question is, which way do you want to go? Which kind of sucks. I mean, it, it, it does what we were, my husband and I were watching it together and there was a couple aha moments we had. And one of them was the, the fact that uh, the, the meal that we had taken in a couple of days prior um, and we haven't had meat in so long, but we were like, you know, there's a new restaurant, you know, it's Mediterranean, there's some lamb. We haven't had lamb in a long time. My husband devoured lamb that that night 
and he is already um, dealing with a back injury. And so a couple of days later, he's in more pain in his back than he's been in for a while. And so as we were laying there watching the, watching the, the documentary, he was like, oh, it was the meat. <laughs> it was the meat. He's like that. My back was inflamed. It was inflamed. And it was just one meal, which is so sad because when you do feel like you want to cheat or have that one thing because you don't eat meat on a regular basis, you know that it's going to impact your body immediately. I recently uh, traveled with my husband. We went to Cameroon, which is where he's from. And so like, sorry, guys, in advance, if it's like TMI, but we we ate a lot of meat because they're a very meat heavy culture. Um, And the meat was great. You know, going in is great. <laughs> going what, in, what, going in. What kind? I'm, I'm just we curious. We had, I so mean, like everything. Goat, goat chicken. chicken, beef. Um, they pork? do this thing where they season the meat really well. I did have some pork. I mean, they're just meat. Everything is with meat. Like, if you don't have meat, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa what you mm-hmm. eating?" You mm-hmm. know, if you don't have meat. And so I had was like, when in Rome, you know, I'm gonna just or in Cameroon, or in Cameroon. <laughs> um, and I felt fine, but when I came home. I did not use the bathroom for probably 10 days. And when I did use the bathroom, now this was the scary part. And we're talking about what you eat having an immediate effect on your body. When I did use the bathroom, <laughs> it was basically mucus. Yeah. Nothing but mucus. Yeah. And I was thinking, how long has that been in my body? How long has that been in my system? How long has that been trapped in there, unable to get out? And I'm not feeling good and I'm lethargic and I'm ha- and I'm feeling like I don't. Is it jet lag? Is mm-hmm. it like, no, it's all the crap that's in there that one, I don't usually eat. And my body was totally like. I don't even know out. what to do with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it, and the fact that so you sometimes we think, you know, because you don't see the immediate effect, I felt fine. I ate the meat. I felt fine. And we came home and all of a sudden I was like, I haven't been to the bathroom in, you know, quite a long time. And then when I saw it, I'm one of those people that I always look at it because I do feel like what comes out is a good indicator of what's happening inside. And so when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my goodness what is happening right now, you know? So I think like just being aware of things and how they make you feel, what's going on inside, what's coming out the other side. Like it's a lot, it's a lot of in tune with your body to get, but that's the only way for you to like, to really know and to have those connections of that way. The next time I probably won't have as much meat and not to say that I won't have any, but that was like scary. And to think I had pretty much meat every day for almost three weeks, you know? So my body was like, Screaming at you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and even though it didn't show up, I didn't have a runny nose. I didn't have it didn't show up in that way. I mean, I, I like shudder to think about what was actually happening inside of my body and how probably uh, misaligned I was. Um, and now, you know, even now I feel like I'm still trying to get back on track because I mean, like you jumped in a bowl of, you know, toxic whatever. And now you're trying to wash it all off. It's going to take a while. Seven days. <laughs> Been back longer than seven days. But I do feel like I'm still trying to clean it. Which I uh, just take this moment to say is very true. It's very true. We don't notice it as much because it takes a while. There's all this buildup, right? I mean, you can do that. People can do. People have done it their entire life and then realize, you know, oh, that was bad for me. Um, death begins in the bowels. Full stop. Because what you are, what you eat, all that stuff is true, and death begins in the bowel. So elimination is super important. And then you, you, I'm like, Lisa, I do look 
<laughs> less now because that's all mostly all plants. I do look to be like, hey, just just check. Is everything cool? What's happening? Okay, and it needs to be regular. It needs to be smooth. It needs to have the right consistency. It needs to be the right color. Like you need to know. We haven't had a poo episode in a while, know, so we should come back to minute. this. But um, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why people don't look. Like, don't you want to know what was inside of you? Anyway, some people don't. I know. <laughs> Unless there's a problem. Yeah, there's pain or something. Yeah, usually people. I don't know. Can we please talk about water? So one of the things I got out of the documentary, though I already knew this, is how meat plays a disproportionate role in the use of water. And so one of the things they mentioned is that meat, dairy, egg, and fish farming use 83% of the world's farmland, yet provide only 18% of the world's calories. Yeah. Isn't that I, I did not know that piece of information about just the amount of space that it takes and the amount of water that go. It was like water that goes into one... One hamburger. One hamburger. 2,400 liters of water. All that water. And the rivers being dried up and... And then they don't flow into the oceans and how that messes with biodiversity and just the systems in general. More than a quarter of man's water consumption is used to produce animal foods. Mm. 25%. More than 25%. When plants are abundant. Mm -hmm. And yet those animals eat plants. And that's where they get their protein. Where they get their protein from. So the animals end up being middlemen. Yeah. That we can... Skip altogether and fix a large majority of the issues that our ecosystem has. And not just, not just, not just, not just um, problem solving Mm -hmm. by eating less meat. We're possibility creating because Mm -hmm. now you don't know what your body's capable of when it can run optimally or reasonably optimally well. And, oh, you don't know what it's like to sleep really well. And, and, and. To be fair, eating plants or eating vegan is not a panacea. Is the word? It's not a cure all. It's not going to fix you from being a human and living in a world that we live in. Blah, blah. But at the same time, when you stop, when your body can stop problem solving and start possibility creating, then it can get into a place of like, you know what? Yeah, that thing, that marathon you want to run. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm re- and you just don't know what your body's capable of when you're not worrying about. Just trying to get through the day. What am I going to eat day to day? And you're you're really eating for possibility, not eating to solve a problem. One other thing I want to say about um, the use of natural resources to produce animals is that we look at how much water it takes to create meat. But the other thing they mentioned that I thought was interesting is how much water is um, polluted, right? It says that in the United States, animals produce 50% more waste than the human population. So... When you 50%? 50% more. So when you look at waterways that are polluted with waste and runoff, um, and then that water cannot be used for any other purpose because it's now uh, damaged and infiltrated with waste from animals, it just, I think, underscores the fact that, you know, the harm being done to the planet. And, and I, I mean, I'm not an environmental vegan, right? But, but I just think it like if you look at what's happening and how we are using all of the space and then utilizing all the water just to feed ourselves food that's not even good for us just doesn't make a lot of sense. And, and I think it is a lot of propaganda that's led us to this point in human history. Agree. So listen, guys, if you're, if you're listening to this episode or ladies, tell your men. It's available on Netflix, Game Changers. Please go watch it. It is um, important fodder for your journey, even if you don't decide to go plant-based, which we can't imagine how you wouldn't, but um, 
tell your men they are still manly if they eat plants. <laughs> and ladies, if you you're still a lady if you eat plants and you can still look like a lady and feel good, use your energy wisely. Choose wisely on their plate because it absolutely can not only save your life, but but create a possibility in your life for so much more fullness um, to get conscious about what you're doing. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.